I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Thank you for being here this week. We have guests, multiple guests. For the first time, we're doing, you know, we've got a trio going here, and it's going to be very, very good. The topic is forgiveness. And I know it's, you know, it's forgiveness. We, we can all talk about forgiveness. For some reason, it's one of the hottest words in corporate right now. I've gotten multiple phone calls about it right now. Everybody wants to know about how do you bring forgiveness into the workplace and what does that actually mean, uh, which took me a little by surprise. And very fortunately, almost, you know, as the world and universe can kind of work. At the same time, I was introduced to these two wonderful individuals who have a solution for forgiveness in the workplace. And they have the app. Everything is an app. And this is uh, this is going to be a very, very cool app. So I want to talk to you about forgiveness. I'm going to talk about the Forgivity app. And let me introduce our wonderful guest this week. I'm going to start with, we have Denise and Vero. Vero, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm I'm Dr. Veronica Ruelas, and I'm the co-founder and co-CEO of Forgivity. And I'm Denise Gaffney. I'm the other co-founder and co-CEO <laughs> of Forgivity. Um, I have 20 years on Wall Street. I'm a certified uh, energy leadership coach, and now I'm an entrepreneur. Which is a wonderful journey to be on. And when I think about Wall Street, I don't typically think of forgiveness unless you think about it in, you know, kind of government handouts. But we'll we'll talk about um, that in a difficult corporate environment. Talk to me. We'll get it right out of the way. Yeah. Talk to me about the Forgivity app, what it does and why you created it. So um, it's it's an app. We use uh, clinical neuroscience methods to um, make forgiveness a more intuitive behavior. Because it's it's not something we're we're all taught that forgiveness is important and it's universal, but uh, the how is really missing from the equation, and so um, yeah, so we we infuse uh, humor. It's a multi-sensory program. There's audio learning. There's engaging, digestible uh, nuggets throughout, and uh, yeah, and it's a it's a beautiful, uh, fresh, clean platform. Yeah, and you got a lot of us on there. We, uh, Vero mentioned the audio. We had a great time bringing a different type of learning to the app. So you'll hear our voices. We we recorded these little snippets called pod drops, and we'll introduce each of the steps of the program with uh, a little warm invite from the two of us, and then you'll hear us throughout the program, uh, either with a bit of information or a quote or um some personal experience because like who wouldn't want to hear us jim right everybody <laughs> wants to hear you which is why you're here it's why i have you on on the the show well, my goodness hear this, they're gonna be like let me at the app <laughs> <laughs> and you you'll be in that too you're everywhere um so forgiveness and science would never have paired the two together mm -hmm. um you hear that you're supposed to forgive people. It's very much, um, you know, when we teach people how to forgive, uh, how does that even work, right? When I think of forgiveness, I think of it externally, right? You had some wrong come to you 
And how do you let that person know that it's okay? And and in talking to you, it's not necessarily letting them know that what they did was okay. It's about letting them know that you won't let it bother you. Is that how do you define forgiveness, and and how do we really start that? So we. Uh, um we were a lot of, all of us were taught the importance of forgiveness and, um, and it was either through culture, through our family, through our religious practice that we were born into. And so, uh, we're actually empowering the user to have forgiveness come from within them. Um, people can still use the ways that they learned, uh, how to forgive, but we find that a lot of, a lot of times we say we forgive and then yet, a little time further down the road, we think of the person that has quote wronged us, um, and we still have a physical reaction to it. So when you say the science, there's there's a deep biological chemical reaction that is happening when we live in this kind of quote unforgiveness, and so uh, our heart rate can increase. We um, uh, lose sleep. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that it is affecting us, and so. When we teach forgiveness, it's really about how do we get to that fully, that full process of letting go and releasing it and knowing that it is that we have the power within us to do that. So it's it's not just when you think about forgiveness, it's not just a mental health thing. There's physical attributes to it as well. And and we talk about how the physical and the mental always they go hand in hand. Right. You know, what you eat can affect the way you think and all of those types of things. Forgiveness is actually has a, a physical response. Is that what you're saying? hundred percent. What if what if we broke it down to um, what if we took the word forgiveness out and spoke about stress? Everybody's familiar with the effects that stress has on the body, right? Well, the link between forgiveness and stress is unforgiveness and resentment and anger and irritation and grudge holding. So all of those things, right, that all of us do um, contribute to the increased stress in our bodies. So does that feel like more of a linear type of, of thing to understand? Sure. And, and, and the resentment of as we sit there, you know, we, we when you think about coaching and, and what everybody teaches people to do is focus on what you can't control right? You can't control when somebody treats you like garbage. You can't control when something wrong happens to you. You can't, but you can't control how you react much easier said than done. So when we think about, it's almost meditative the way you're doing it. It's a, it's a stress relief of, you know, parasympathetic nervous system, all of those types of things. And how do you turn off? But this is something that's got to become habitual, I would imagine, right? Because this will constantly come back. Resentment will constantly come back when other stressors come in, you can always fall back on the resentment that you had and, and you're ultimately blaming other people. How does, you know, how do habits cut into this? How does accountability uh, set into this? Because ultimately this is your responsibility for forgiveness, not necessarily, regardless of what somebody else does to you. Talk to me a little bit about that. Jim, I mean, um, you're hired. Do you want a board position? I mean, you nailed it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. Seriously. I mean, well. you're you good. It. It's a Jim sandwich. It's, it's, um, that's exactly right. When we say it's a neuroscience program, we're talking about, uh, the neuroplasticity. Uh, we, we, we talk about retraining the brain. So that's how we start to create habitual, uh, patterns so that behaviors start to, um, uh, express themselves in sustainable ways. Right. So, um, we've used the analogy, right. I can't like, uh, wake up one day and just run the marathon. 
right? So we, it takes it takes practice, it takes muscle memory. And so as we start to educate ourselves, I mean, these are things that we also needed to learn too. We've gone through 50 years of research. I mean, there has been so much in terms of cultural, culturally, how we forgive changes, um, our religious organizations. Uh, so it's all there, but it's so interesting. There's all these little caveats that like you can forgive if it's this, or you forgive on this day, or you forgive if you go to this person. And so um, we respect and honor all of that. Uh, but there, but there's still that kind of like, like you said, every day we can wake up and there's new resentments. If any of us are in um, partnership, we know that. Mm. And so every day we're given ample opportunity to be able to use this. And so we really believe that it's just as we just don't know. We don't know how damaging living in unforgiveness is. We don't know the magic and miracles that forgiveness can bring in their, our lives once we excavate uh, that resentment from us and uh, start to really cut those chains that bind us, what the possibilities are. And once we start to learn that through the program, because it is gently and lovingly reminding throughout, um, we start to lay down those new neural tracks so that when something happens, instead of illusion safety of resentment, we have the confidence and the faith to now turn and go into a different direction of forgiveness. And if, if I could um, piggyback on that, Jim, you mentioned coaching and um, we can't control the outside forces. We can only control how we react, right? Um, it's the other person. We, if this, we teach forgiveness is innate it's the power we have within ourselves the minute we start putting conditions on what forgiveness looks like we give the power away we want to keep that here so no matter what happens from the smallest transgression to something horribly traumatic that we know that that we have a choice and it's only about us otherwise we keep ourselves tied energetically to the very thing that's causing the resentment, the pain, the trauma. Who would want to do that? If you if you break it down into a real simplistic terms, it's like, do you choose to be hurt or do you choose to be empowered? Now, well, so some people are gluttons for punishment. Yep. So let's talk about those people who are looking to be wronged, right? Who are looking for those types of things, who are looking for, you know, uh, is that just some kind of mental health issue? Is that something where, you know, they have to, when we're thinking about forgiveness, how does it, because I'm, I'm eventually going to tie this back to corporate, right? And that's where I really yeah. want to go with this because yes. you've said three things between the two of you. One is it's never about the other person. So it's individual accountability. What's personal capability in bringing that in? Mm-hmm. And where does that tie into things like you said, Vero, you said the word safety. So psychological safety. And the lack of forgiveness, I think a lot of what you're talking about is not just forgiveness, but it's more important is the lack of forgiveness that exists in the workplace. How do you how do you measure other people on that? How do you teach that in a corporate environment? Talk to me a little bit about, you know, individual personal capability, teaching that within the context of psychological safety and, and the corporate environment. So um, so in terms of in terms of the individual. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just try, trying, trying, cause I'm, I'm on the, I'm it was a loaded right. question with like 17 built into I it. Know. <laughs> like, I, oh, oh, do we have time? Stenographer. 
Can, I, can you read that back to me, please? Can we get a read back? Yeah. <laughs> let me break. Let me ask it this way, because I, I did okay. ask seven questions in one. We'll start with psychological safety. Okay. Yeah. So psychological How do you safety. create an environment where forgiveness is accepted? One, or or wanna... that, that doesn't reward lack of forgiveness. Okay. There was, a, there was something about victim that was coming up when you were speaking in the, in the first time. Um, so how do we create a safe environment? And, um, but I, I also want to uh, validate and affirm that uh, there's some really heavy things that need to be forgiven. And, uh, and so when we're talking about forgiveness, it's not like we're putting ourselves up on a hierarchy. Oh, I have the power to forgive. I'm bestowing forgiveness onto this. It's not about that. Um, and we want to, and along the way, we really, when we wrote the program, kept in mind the people that uh, really have some big traumas that need to be forgiven. So um, holding on to a resentment feels like a boundary, a safe boundary that I'm, I'm keeping up between me and my transgressor. And that, um, that feels very real. Um, and so what we're, what we're saying is by forgiving them, we're not um, putting ourselves in harm's way. We're not putting ourselves in, 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 in an unsafe environment. It's just that we're releasing these binds that they have to us, right? So we can forgive and never be in relationship with the other person again. We can forgive and never have to um, let them into our lives. And so that's a really important distinction to make because we, a lot of us have been taught forgive and forget. Yeah. Or um, forgiveness doesn't mean that I condone what you did to me or that um, you and I are ever going to be friends again, right? So that's really important in terms of safety. Um, so I wanted to just uh, put that in there. And then in terms of uh, co co company culture, we, Denise and I talk a lot about this because we offer Forgivity um, to uh, businesses now for bulk subscription because uh, there is um, widespread toxic company culture going on. And so how can we start to, again, create that um, retraining the brain to understanding that like one something people are going to fail us every single day. That is we're human, right? So, I mean, it's just going to happen. Um, I'm going to fail my husband. He's going to fail me. Even those that we love, our children, our children are going to fail us. So in inside the um, work environment, um, when that happens, already having those tools and being able to look at the person who has done something as an entire human being, right? Humanizing that person so that we're not just um, hyper-focusing on what they did, um, but we're able to see, yes, they did that and there are all these other things, right? They're a good parent. They're, they have goodness in them. So it's, it's, allowing, it's allowing ourselves to um, have the capacity to be able to uh, not be um, not see uh, not see someone as their act alone, so that already starts to invite in um, a more expansive way of how we uh, are in our in our careers. Um, Denise, did you want to add to that? I, yeah. I would love to. Yeah, um, we are working with a lot of corporations at the moment, so this pitch is right on the tip of our tongues. And I want to um, bring it back to the safety of the corporate environment. Boundaries are hugely important. We teach um, having good boundaries in the app because otherwise you leave the door open for tr uh, transgressions to just keep coming in, right? Um, and when we forgiveness fluency and we, and we get that muscle, that forgiveness muscle tight, leadership is more effective. 
teams work more coherently. Employees have better time management skills because they're not sitting at their desk ruminating about the guy that stole their idea or, you know, screwed them out of a deal or whatever. Um, attendance is better. Productivity is better all because of forgiveness. Because if I am able to be um, an empowered person with great boundaries and the ability to not let resentment live inside of me, I have all of this bandwidth for so many other things, creativity, um, you know, uh, productivity, uh, just the things that a leader or a corporation wants in an employee. They it's don't amazing want how much resentment just takes away from productivity oh and how much God. time. Every, I mean, well, it starts with you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking yeah. about Joe Schmo who, who got, who got your deal, who got your client or who, whatever, who's, you know, and then, so it starts with lack of sleep. Everybody knows what lack of sleep does, right? Then it's inflammation. Then it's, you can't, you're tired, so you can't concentrate. So now your time management's screwed up and your resiliency layer is thin. So you're irritable, you're nasty. You're not a good team player. You suck as a leader. If we could just draw the lines from, from all those things, it seems very like simple, right? Now, and that be go ahead, Vera. I was going to say, and that behavior is contagious, right? Yes. So then all of a sudden now, um, now my uh, colleague and my team members are going to pick up on this anger bug that I have. And then now it's just like, you know, and then that starts to have that, you know, um, effect. And so now if we came in to work in from the forgiving lens, from the compassionate lens, um, from having a tremendous amount of self-awareness and presence, Let's let that be the contagious, contagious mm. effect, right? So in terms of that, and I, I have to ask this question because when I talk about psychological safety and I pitch it to clients, mm -hmm. they roll their eyes because mm -hmm. they don't know what it is. And they think it sounds like a very weak word. Mm -hmm. And when I think back to becoming a coach and leaving corporate, also Wall Street, words like love never came out, right? Mm -hmm. Just don't do it. Psychological safety sounds like something, you know, soft for millennials. Forgiveness, compassion. This is a place of work. We don't all need to be friends, depending on which generation you're from and everything else. We know that the science is there, that there's validity to it. And once I explain to people what psychological safety is, they say, oh, yeah, of course. It's just, you know, that's just a weak title. Mm -hmm. um, of course we want that. We want everybody to talk and, and feel comfortable and everything. That's what we want. How do we get people past the fact that it's a weak word when in actuality we know that the bravest leaders are the ones who are able to do it and, and it's a very strong word? How do we convince people to sign on at the beginning to at least first filter as there's validity to this and it's not just kind of weakness? How would you answer that? Um, well, I would say just asking people, do you want to live life or do you want to be angry all the time do you want to feel sick and have lack of connection and control or do you want to have power and freedom um, because forgiveness may sound like a weak word but it's actually the bravest step we can take in our own freedom our own power um, independence Right. Um, I hear what you're saying, but 10 years ago, people thought meditation was weak. 
Exactly. Right. Right. And now you've got like Wim Hof, the Iceman breathing for, you know, whatever. Yeah. So right. you know what? You want to be brave. You want to be cutting edge. Jump on the forgiveness wagon because that's the brave way to go. Not sitting in the old story in the feeling of of unhealth and unforgiveness. That's actually not brave. That's the weak. That is the weaker choice. And I'm sure we could tie it down like psychological safety is tied to bottom line revenue forgiveness i imagine very similarly how much of this going back to what you said before not leaving the door open for other additional transgressions right and i think to adam grant's uh hello kitty cat adam <laughs> grant giver taker um you know there are givers at work and there are takers to work and you'll burn out yeah uh, how can you head it off at the pass can you stop transgressions before they come and how much of forgiveness is done in advance where you're communicating expectations of what's acceptable and not. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you can you can stop transgressions at the door because people are going to be people, right? It's almost like saying like I want to live li life without being triggered. Triggers are going to happen, right? Um, these these um, so I see a transgression almost like a trigger. It's an it's almost an opportunity for us to kind of um, to go ahead and uh, transcend what's happening, and so. Um, but, uh, when we have really clean and clear boundaries, that definitely makes it more difficult for other people. Like we're already setting a precedence. This is my space. This is how I communicate. Um, and, uh, I'm loving with boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, boundaries don't mean that I, I have to be a jerk to anybody. Um, but it just means that I'm clean and clear. And so uh, that starts, that sends, definitely sends out a clear signal. And if we look at fr from a place of energetics, um, you know, there's that saying, like, if you choose the right environment, it'll do the rest of the work for you. And so, um, so it's really, really important, um, the energy that, that we have within us that we're exuding out. That doesn't mean that th bad things aren't still going to happen. You know, I mean, bad things happen to good people all the time. And, and I think it goes back to building the muscle too. Like um, the, if we are in a practice of something, it becomes intuitive. Um, and so with the, with forgivity, that's actually what we're teaching people. We're, we're reinforcing the practice. We're retraining the brain. We're creating new neuropathways. It then becomes an intuitive reflex so that the transgression, as Vero said, is always going to happen, but our response and our response time will change with time as that muscle gets really strong. Now, one of the words that keeps popping into my head is, we talk, is consequence, right? I know people who are not getting crossed at the workplace because people fear consequence, right? I would never cross this individual because, you know, it's going to burn me in the end. And there are other people where you feel like, fine, you can forgive me all you want. I'm still going to, you know, do that transgression and you have that power and whatever. Where does consequence fit in or is that too externally focused? You know, what, where does consequence fall into boundaries and, and what does that look like? Well, there's, there should always still be uh, justice, right? We're not saying forgiveness doesn't mean like, you know, you have carte blanche to do. Here's the other cheek. Okay. Here's the, you know, okay, let me do it myself. I mean, it is, it's about, um, yeah. I mean, if, if someone, if someone wrongs us, we should speak up. Mm. We should uh, defend ourselves uh, that has that is completely separate from forgiveness, and and again, that's that's so interesting, and I'm so happy you brought up this point, Jim, because that's what people think. Mm -hmm. I, I that's what I thought. 
that's why it's seen as such a soft uh, topic when it's like, when, because it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to leave myself open to, um, to people wronging me. No way. And, um, and so that, that's why having the resentment gives us that illusion sense of safety. Um, but no, stand your ground, speak your voice. Um, we're just saying, don't hold on to it. Right. Let it go. Let it go. That's it. I, there's something too that's coming up for me. And like, I say this uh, a lot, this ain't your mama's forgiveness, Jim. This is the modern approach to what forgiveness means. This is non-dogmatic. This is um, non-conditional. This is, I choose to recognize that X, Y, and Z happened. This is how I feel about it. This is what I lost. This is what I learned. This is how I humanize the other person. And then this is how I move on from the event. And that's where all the power happens. So we're separating it and it is a unique, right? We're separating it from standing up for yourself or self-respect and all of those types of things. And this is yeah. really, you know, a mental exercise. Are there, I, I've been thinking about this since we first talked and I don't know how to frame it. So I'm just going to ask it. Who's better at forgiving men or women? That's a great question. So we, um, there, there's been a lot of studies on this and, um, and they've even split up cultures to which cultures have more masculine traits and which cultures have more feminine traits. So women are better at forgiving. Men are better at forgetting. And so when we say, um, so when we say in terms of forgiveness, women are better at forgiving because we, uh, tend to, or, um, forgive more from the heart. It's, it's more of an emotional decision. Um, and when we do it, we're doing it because it's for kind of for the betterment of the tribe. So there's a collective, that's, part, that's called a collectivistic culture. And so that tends to have more feminine traits. Um, I'm doing it for us. And men will forgive um, um, and forget more easily, which is, again, we don't teach forgive and forget, right? But, um, but forgetting is good, right? That means it's like the, the, the definition of happiness. Yeah. The de <laughs> definition of happiness is good health and a bad memory. Right. So we're all about that too. Um, we're not negating that. Um, but men will forgive more decisionally from their head, which is, um, more for self, which is, uh, part of what's called the individualistic culture. So the United States is an individualistic culture. Um, and then we look at, you know, some, uh, uh like, uh, some countries in South America are more, um, are more collectivistic. So it's, it's not so much in terms of like, who's better at it. It's just different ways of going at it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I bet women wish that they could forget more easily too. Um, but they, they, they seem to have, they process it differently. That's all. Um, if I might drop in a personal little story, um, Vero and I were talking about this and I, I was saying how 20 years on a trading floor, I witnessed some really gross behavior, uh, not just, you know, the, the stuff that you read about, you know, in the, the articles, but physical anger coming out on the floor. I mean, hitting with a heart, you know, those big old black hard phones. I saw people beating each other and it's primarily men. So I could say like, you know, everybody around me was, was basically male except for a few. And then they would just stop and then it would be over because they needed the next deal. They would like, 
I'm feeding somebody one minute and shaking hands the next minute or having a, or having a beer after work because they need that guy for, for money in their pocket. So that was like a real, that, that was so obvious to me about how, I don't know if it's forgiveness, but it, it was definitely moving on from the, from the, from the event. Right. I, I feel like, you know, boys growing up, you get into a fist fight and then it's over. Whereas I think of, you know, the story of just girls growing up, never speak to each other again because they wore the same outfit or something ridiculous. Um, but but you're right. You know, when I think of me, there are people who have wronged me and they're effectively dead to me. Like, I just don't think about them anymore. And they're not, you know, I would never. But I'm sure if I saw them, it would bring everything back where I'm like, I don't like you. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, is fantastic about just addressing something and just clearing clearing the air and, and getting rid of it. Um is there a place for the forgive and forget, or is that just kind of irrelevant for this part of the, you know, do we need to teach more people how to address the, you know, yes, logically, I know I'm never going to do anything with these people. And that's how I forget. Like, logically, you're dead to me. And that's fine. Emotionally, I haven't. Is there a logic versus emotion component to this that that needs to be talked about? Yeah, well, we have to really be careful because I think that, um, so there's something called bypassing, right? So if I just, it's like, okay, you're dead to me. I haven't processed what's happened. I haven't really like honored. Uh, there was a, there was something that was done and it hurt that I felt. And um, I need to honor that. And mm -hmm. what, and what is my lesson in that? Right. So, um, so we can just forget through a by just bypassing. I'm just going to skip over that part. And so, um, so there's that. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I just, so I, I just wanted to drop that in there because it's really important. I don't know if either is like more healthy than the other, the way the women do it or the way that men are do it. Um, forgive and forget is amazing if mm. we can truly do it. Mm -hmm. Right. That's really like, I'm going to forgive, really forgive because I went through the entire process. I did digested everything. I alchemized it and I transmuted it out into space. It's done. And I'm able to forget I, every time I see you, my heart's not going to start racing. Mm. Right. That kind of having that kind of charge um, really shows us that we haven't really, we haven't completed the process yet. Right. You, you mentioned that with your own experience, Jim, right? You like, if you see the person, all of a sudden you get jacked up again, it's because you parked all that shit somewhere down deep so that you could be a productive member of society. But right. the truth is it's still there. It's like, you yeah. know, hanging out down there, taking up space, festering. I like to use the example. I may have said this to you in the past of, you know, when you're, um, Vero's probably so sick of hearing this, but when you're recycling the peanut butter jar, it's the most annoying, difficult thing to get into the recycle bin because there's that stuff at the bottom of the peanut butter jar that you got to clean out somehow. That's what real forgiveness is. It's getting to the bottom of the thing that's bugging the crap out of you and and releasing it and like Vero said, alchemizing it and transmuting it. And then you're then you're good. Then you can toss that thing in the in the thing. In the thing I mean, you could just throw it away anyway. <laughs> but it's not the right thing. I no, hear what you're saying. You you're failed. right. We, you, but you're fired. Final question. I'm off the board very quickly. That was a very quick dirty. Uh, is there a limit? Is there a limit to forgiveness? Is it possible to to do things or 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 you know where does where does forgiveness actually end or the the ability to forgive end? We we really believe that everything is forgivable. And again, we want to honor that there are huge things 
that people uh, will feel called to forgive, huge traumas that have happened. But we've got endless stories of um, people who, ordinary people who are forgiven extraordinary things. And the magic that has come into their lives, uh, the miracles that have come into their lives, the, the places that they've gone to, that they've elevated to, uh, is, is, I mean, it's remarkable. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, everything, everything is forgivable. And I, and, you know, we, we asked that question in our podcast, like, what's that thing that's unforgivable? Mm -hmm. You know, everyone, and everyone's got an answer and it's, it's usually similar and of mm -hmm. course has to do around children. And, and so, um, so, you know, again, honoring, honoring how painful and devastating that is. Um, and just knowing that there are people out there that are able to forgive that. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's, that is, uh, and it's just anyway, so I, yeah, so that, that's our belief, but I'll let Denise drop in on that too. Yeah. I would say that, um, prior to doing this deep, deep work on forgiveness, mm -hmm. I would have said that certain things were unforgivable. Um, what I've learned in these beautiful stories that we are going to include, um, in, Forgivity 2.0, they're called uh, Catching Miracles. Um, there are so many stories of people that went through horrific trauma and they made a choice to work through it. Of course, a lot of work through it. We're huge proponents in therapy and we understand mental health is, uh, it has to be addressed. Tremendous traumatic situations. Um, they did the work and they decided to do other things. Um, they have, that's why I say it's not your mama's forgiveness. They forgave. They forgave in a way that um, honored their loss and allowed them to move forward in a different capacity without being tied to that awful, awful thing that happened. And I, we look at them and say, if they can do it, anybody can do it. The human, the human heart and mind has the capacity this type of healing. And if one of us can do it, all of us can do it. Excellent. That's a perfect way to, to wrap it. I love the idea. I love the topic of forgiveness. Um, the final things we always end on the book recommendation and how people can find you. So why don't you tell me about how people can find you first? Uh, more information will be on bellwetherhub.com, but how can people find you, help you, support you? What's next? I'm just going to give Vero's uh, cell phone number out so they can just start calling her. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, we're really easy to find. So um, if you want to email us, um, I'm Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E, at Forgivity.com. And Vero's at the same handle, Vero at Forgivity.com. You could also hop on our website, which um, I will just drop in a little note. We are a little bit under construction, but live. So get your info on there. Um, we'd also, we're also on IG, um, forgivity. We're on Facebook for all you Facebook fans. Um, we're on TikTok. Check us, check out our talks. You're everywhere. My goodness. Oh my God, we're everywhere. And, uh, Vero, you want to share what our gift is? Uh, yeah. So our gift is, uh, anyone that is listening, oh, we'd like to give the app away for free to them to download. So all they have to do is go on the website, um, put in their email address, uh, or actually, you know, they can just email us, right, Denise? And then we'll yeah, send a free way. link out. Yeah. Either you'll, way. You'll if you email one of us, if you email us directly. Yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah, we'll send you the free link. Uh, it's, uh, only available for I iOS iPhone users. Now we're working on getting it available for Android. 
Um, yeah. And so favorite book recommendations. I love anything by David Sedaris just because laughter is the best, humor, best medicine. And that's why we use it. Uh, we use humor in the program. Um, and, um, and from, from a, a more personal, uh, I, I used to read the alchemist every new year's, yeah. uh, I reread that book and, um, I just, I just love the, uh, story of the journey and, um, really listening to how the universe is speaking to us and how we can really stay connected to flow. And so, um, yeah, that's one of my all time favorites. Mm, that's actually one of my all time favorites too. Mm. Um, I am, I brought a current read with me because I also thought this would tie into your audience, Jim. It's called Emotional Currency. Mm. Um, and the, uh, the tag is A Woman's Guide to Building a, a Healthy Relationship with Money. And it's um, money as energy and that the better the relationship is with one type of energy, the better the relationship is with every type of energy. So I'm in the process of reading that. I'll send my book review in to Bellwether when I'm done. Yes, I want to know. Um, also, I just started rereading Untethered Soul. Yep. Um, which, and I bought the journal to go along with it because though we're teaching forgiveness, there's always work to be done and there's always, you know, good stuff when you go deeper. So that's All part of the journey. That's, that's good. Right. What's your Perfect. favorite book, Jim? My favorite book is The Count of Monte Cristo. But wow. I love your alchemist. Um, but I prefer Sid Hartha, if you've read Sid Hartha. Oh, um, I love Herman yeah. Hesse. Yeah, amazing. So that's, that's my... Amazing. That's a good Sid Hartha is yeah. my journey. Sid Hartha, Walden, Count of Monte Cristo are probably my top three. So those oh, are I love that. Walden also. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, thank you good. so much, well, Jim. Thank you both for doing this. Forgivity. Forgivity app. Look at them everywhere. I'll have their info, contact info, email address. You can get the app for free if you have iOS. Better get on Android soon because I'm an Android user. Um, but that's going to be out soon. Use the come on, Apple. <laughs> My goodness, it's 2022. We need. You can open it up on an iPad if you have an iPad. Apps for Why would too. I have an iPad? <laughs> I mean, My wife has one, so we'll do it on that. Um, but forgivity is is it it is. I do honestly, sincerely believe. You know, psychological safety is is the buzzword of the day. It's taking over organizations. Forgiveness is going to be a significant part of that and right behind it. So this is this is huge from personal accountability to changing a corporate culture. Forgiveness is a, a fundamental aspect to that. So Denise, Vero, thank you so much for thank being you, on the Jim. show. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing everybody out there soon. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.